Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have David Leo joining us in the studio. Welcome, David. Oh, thank you, Jason. Good to be here. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy Wednesday, and it is the 16th of August. Wow, the time has flown sure has. this year, has it not? Sure has. David, um, you were uh, talking to me earlier about the fact that you've um, been getting back into the gym and uh, lifting some weights going and going for, my for walks. walks oh. and, and you're feeling the pains. Yeah, yeah. That's be- <laughs> that's because I've um, I haven't been active, regularly active for like the last six months. It's been very sporadic. You know, I've been doing things like uh, going on walks with the Pathfinders and yeah. doing things with the youth, and every now and then just going out with the family and doing a walk here and there. But not, you know, every morning. I look, I used to do walks every morning and then go to the gym three times a week. And I just thought, you know what? I've got to start. I've got to start somewhere and uh, started this week. Maybe we need to make an agreement or something because we live about 15 minutes walk away from each other. That's true. Maybe less. Maybe it's only 10 minutes. Well, if we both walked, I'm sure we'd meet within 10 minutes. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Maybe we should uh, come up with an agreement to meet on certain days of the week and go for a walk. Now we're talking about accountability, Jason. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. I go to the gym with a mate and... uh, I make a commitment, then I'll turn up. Oh, okay. I think we should do it. I think we should do it. <laughs> It'll be good. Yeah, well. We can talk about our radio programs while we're on their walk. <laughs> yeah. No, wow. No, you got, well, you're, you're on fire this we, morning, we, Jason. We, we double up. We, we it, do our planning while we're walking. <laughs> everything happens when you make right decisions, isn't, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. And speaking of decisions, you know, we're talking about Jesus. This is the last part of the series, which is uh, the seven roles of Christ. I'm doing Jesus the King. Jesus the King this, uh, today. And, uh, you know, just talking about the exercises, you know, being not not being active as I used to be. That's what happens when uh, I end up making my decisions. Yeah. <laughs> when I end up being king of my thoughts. I just, oh, you know what? It's too cold. Stay in bed. Yeah. Uh, and it's, oh, know you know what? That. You get to find out all the excuses in the world. Yeah. And then just feel miserable because you didn't, didn't do anything, you know. And, and yeah. now it's gotten to a, a point of, uh, actually, I think this started from lecturing my son. I was giving my son a bit of a lecture about being, you know, being lazy, not doing anything, and blah blah blah. And after, I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> turn that lecture onto yourself, mate." Mm. <laughs> Thought, you know what? I'm gonna do something about this. I gotta, I gotta change it up. So, yeah. yeah, back into it. Feeling the pain though. This morning, I'm sitting here with sore hamstrings, and but you know, we keep going through it, keep it consistent, and then uh, we'll be back on track. I reckon. Mm. Oh, it's good. I, I. Uh... Rejoined the gym and um, made a commitment with a, a mate to uh, get back into that earlier in the year, and I'm feeling a lot better. You know, I had I had shoulder problems for more than twelve months, and yeah. just uh, working that regularly, I had to take it really easy to start with. But I'm amazed now. I'm basically lifting the same weights as uh, someone half my age. Wow! So you know, well, all those small decisions, right? All those small decisions they lead up to. Bigger and better things. Yeah. And I just, um, I think I told the listeners that I went to a thing called Chosen a few weeks ago. They gave us this book for teenagers, right? And it talks about resilience and things like that. And I gave it to my daughter, who's 12 years old. And I said, this is good for teens. Would you do me a favor and go through it? You know, blah, blah, blah. And um, I noticed every time we're getting ready to leave, her bed's always made now. Wow. And I said to her, I said to her, hey, uh, 
you do that before you have breakfast. Usually you either do that afterwards or you forget entirely before you go to school. She goes, oh yeah, that book that you gave me, it said um, uh, if you make your bed first thing in the morning, you've already had one victory yeah. and that you'll end up making right, more right decisions. I'm like, wow. That's you know? great, uh, it? It's fantastic. You know? yeah. So when we allow ourselves to be, this is, this is a word that's not really um, highly liked at the moment. We, when we allow ourselves to submit Mm. And be submissive to an authority, mm. you know. And we want to talk about Jesus this morning. Mm. We allow ourselves to submit ourselves to an authority. Man, we we end up it, you end up realizing oh, this is actually good for me, mm. right? And and by and large, I think we fight. Certainly, my nature is to fight against authority. Yeah, you know, my nature is not to want <clears> to <throat> fall in line. My, I want to do it my way, and you know, um, or, or be different, or be different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it's yeah. This is this is a good thing because we're talking about Jesus, the King. Like, we, we don't have a king right now, you know? Well, I'm going to challenge you on that. Okay. Because we do have a king. We have King Charles. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. See, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Every morning I wake up, I don't think, oh, King Charles, because yeah. we are part of the Commonwealth. We are we? part of the Commonwealth, and technically he is our king, even though <laughs> we really, it's a very distant relationship that we have. Very distant. We do okay. actually have a king. I can tell you, and as, a, as an Australian citizen at this very moment, <laughs> I have not thought of King Charles at all. As your Every, king. As, as yeah. thinking of him, I love King Charles. Yeah. Isn't King Charles a great king? I know who he is, yeah. but you know, it yeah. just goes to show, you know, I mean, if we were to talk about authority, um, even if we talk about our prime minister, I mean, how well acquainted are you with the prime minister? You know, when's his yeah, birthday? Not, and, no, not very well acquainted. Uh, yeah, it's a, we, we live in a very democratic society, you know, mm. like. I couldn't even, um, I've tried imagining living in a monarchy, you know, like there's this king that just says jump and we go, oh, mm. how high, you know. And I think that's the difference in our <coughs> situation is that the king, or previously the queen, um, really didn't have a lot of day-to-day involvement with with the rulings and the goings-on of, of uh, the society. No. no it's, it's more it's, like a figurehead. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, if we go back back in time, there are some kings that really stand out. Mm. I wonder how much our listeners know about this. Uh, was a king of England, king king of England, King Henry the mm. um, Eighth. Very a very significant figure. He actually changed the history, <laughs> as far as Catholics and Protestants are concerned, in England. A really big deal. But uh, King Henry the Eighth, he's not known. His legacy is not known for any great things that he did even though he might have done some great things. I guess some might think that, uh, you know, starting the Church of England and breaking away from the uh, Roman Catholic system was a good thing, but but uh, <laughs> it really wasn't done out of the right motives, was it? <clears throat> no, no, it wasn't. Um, unless unless you're, you're, uh, you're a romantic that yeah. think, uh, you know, for the sake of love, it is the right thing. But mm. Henry VIII, uh, King Henry VIII, the... Um, he had to marry his brother's widow and um, took on a, a woman much older than him and wanted to divorce her, divorce her, but the Pope wouldn't support the decision. And so he divorced himself from the Pope and the Catholic Church and declared himself the, the king of England, or that he was already the king of England, but the, the, head he of the, was church. the head of the Church of England. The head of the Church of England. Yeah. So that was another combining of the... Uh, the political and religious powers, wasn't it? Oh, he, he was a clever cat too, because uh, now that, because he was, he was uh, when he first became king, the first thing he wanted to do was conquer France. And he partied a lot. He loved to hang out with his mates. And he said he was he saying yes to his friends that wanted to do certain things. 
and the resources, they ran out, they were starting to run out pretty quickly. And so when the resources were low and he divorced himself from the Catholic Church, he went to all the monasteries, closed the monasteries down, went to all the uh, places where they have uh, relics, you know, relics like, oh, this is a piece of wood from from uh, Jesus' cross and blah, blah, blah. And people pay money. They give money to these. So they had all these treasuries with all this money there. And King Henry VIII said in England, um, well, we're closing you down. And that money in the treasury? That's ours. <laughs> Thank you. You know, like the Catholic Church is uh, irrelevant now, you know. And so he started his lifestyle again. You know, he started getting to what he, what he loved. Mm. But King Henry VIII was known for killing a couple of his wives when they didn't agree with him. And... Uh, and that also allowed him to uh, continue. What, what was the death of uh, which one was that he had uh, executed? He had six wives. Yeah, the one, his first wife, he uh, was successfully divorced her because he he was the head of the church. Yep. So basically, he could make it happen. Second then, wife uh, was beheaded. That was Anne. Yep. And then later, Catherine was beheaded. Well, there were two Catherines. The first Catherine, Catherine Howard, it's yeah. it's, he was beheaded. You, you kind of wonder, after the first beheading, <laughs> any other wives that came after them must have thought, yeah. ah, should I, do I really want to really, do this? <laughs> you wouldn't really want to be his wife, I wouldn't think. Yeah. And so, of course, um, you know, as king as well, we were talking earlier that this relates to your exercise regime, <laughs> is that later in life he got very obese and unhealthy and yeah, uh, died of and sick. 55 years old and he died from, you know, Maybe that's, 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 like, that's like me next year. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's, he's, too, he's a young fella. Mm. But he, uh, he died at that age. And then you compare this king, <laughs> King Henry VIII, to another king. He's mentioned in the Bible. His name's King Cyrus. Mm. You've heard of King Cyrus? Yes. Yeah, the, uh, of, of Persia. He's, he's known for great things. You know, he's known for being very diplomatic. The way he conquered, he had ambassadors. You know, like within, after he conquered them, within a, couple of years, the country's talking, oh, this king is wonderful. Mm. <laughs> now, even the Jews talked wonderfully of him, so much so that in the Bible, he's the only other human being that's referred to as the Messiah. Isaiah refers to Cyrus as the Messiah because he helps deliver the Jews. Yeah, and you he know? allowed them to go back to uh, Jerusalem to rebuild the That's right, their rebuild the sanctuary. And, and the and, sanctuary. Yeah. yeah. And so you've got these two kings, right? Human beings. Mm. King Henry is flawed. King Cyrus obviously flawed as a human, but his legacy that he leaves is not like Henry VIII. He leaves a legacy of a great king. And another one that stands out is people recognize that King Cyrus was actually, um, and his wife were actually a loving couple. It wasn't just a political thing. It was actually a romantic relationship. And so <clears throat> these two kings are recognized for these things, but all these human kings have nothing compared to the monarchy that Jesus will have. Mm. Jesus is king. So we want to talk about that today. You know, um, what, what does that mean for us? Did you want to read this Bible verse before we go to the break? Yes, Isaiah 33, verse 22. Um, the full verse says, For the Lord is our judge. We've covered that one. Yeah, last week. Uh, the Lord is our lawgiver. We haven't so much talked about that, have we? No. No, it's um, it's a good point you bring up. Mm. Because it's it's more so, It should I should have talked more about it, but it's more so in the Jesus as creator. Yeah. You know, mm. and the Lord is our King; He will save us. Save us, and of course, that's what uh, the Jews, particularly at the time of um, of Cyrus, that's what they were hoping for. Weren't they? That's right. Mm. And of course, when the Messiah eventually came, that was also what they were hoping for. So, we've got a question for you this morning. We'd love to hear from you. Who is someone other than Jesus 
um, who you would consider a great leader and why. We'd love to hear from you. Text us in on 0488880891. This is King of Love by I Am They. Celestial fading Never fail me 
goodness faileth never. Good Shepherd, may I sing your praise within your house forever. Within your house forever. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we're talking with David Leo this morning. And it is the 16th of August, Wednesday, middle of the week. And uh, it's a great topic that we're talking about today, the Christ as King topic of our... This is the last one in our series, isn't it, yes, David? Yes, it is. Yeah, Jesus on the, the King. On the seven roles of Christ. So if you've missed all of these series or if you've missed earlier ones, you can go back and have a listen to those on the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. I find, you know, just going to the website, even on your phone, faithfm.com.au, you can hit the play, you can listen, you can go back and have a listen to all of the old programs. Mm. It's really easy to do. Yep. So. Do take advantage of that. Now, we asked you a question. Who is someone other than Jesus who you would consider a great leader and why? Text us in on 0488880891. We'd really love to hear from you and be able to share your thoughts this morning with our other listeners as well. So, David, this uh, idea is Christ as King. You're going to unpack that a little bit more, and I know we've got some thoughts. We've been talking during the break, so we'll get on yeah. to that soon. But yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's important to know that um, you know Jesus as Jesus King is. I want to talk about his return, the return of Jesus as King. When he came the first time, he came as a baby in the manger, and there was only there was one group that was that came all the way from the east, right? Not even Jews or anything like that. They just studied the the, the scriptures of the Jews and mm. calculated by studying prophecy, hint, hint, mm. that, uh, whoa, according to this, the Messiah is going to be born. And, of course, there was an expectation among many Jews that as he, as he was going to be born, this person who was going to become the king of Israel would then conquer yeah. and overthrow the oppression that, yeah. um, that they were under. At that the time. days of King David mm. will be back. Mm. Yeah, so you got that, you got that group, you got the Jews that are expecting that Messiah, but only shepherds get to hear about it. Mm. And so he comes as a baby in the manger. The next time he comes, it's not going to be the same. <laughs> the next time he comes, he'll be coming with all power and glory. We look yeah. at that, what Matthew 24 says about that. But there's, a, there's an awesome promise, and it's a promise that I hold on to, and it's very, very important to me. It's John 14, verse 1 to 3. If you could read that, please, Jason. It's a beautiful promise, and yeah. we're reading from the English Standard Version. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. You know, what I really love about this text, it really reveals the desire of Jesus' heart. Mm. That the desire over here is, I go to prepare a place for you. But at the very end, you hear you hear what the motive is. It says that where I am, you may be also. Mm. You know that's that's the desire of the King. Mm. The desire of, of Jesus Christ is that where I am, I want you to be there too. Mm. You know, and, and it just and not just physically. <clears throat> yeah, I think this is this is uh, spiritually, mentally. Even he, now, he, he wants us to be in alignment with Him. That's right. He wants us to abide with Him. He wants us to think like He thinks. And yeah. Act like he acts. Yeah, and, and it's got it's got everything to do with you know you you take it back to the Garden of Eden. You know, like what you just said, God asked the question, "Where are you?" Mm. You know, and they, and they hid. Mm. You know, and Jesus saying, "No, no, where where I am, I want you to be there too." You mm. know, like just 
Just be open to that. And so this promise of him returning and where we're going to be together physically as well, this reuniting of our creator and us, our king and us. Why? What do we want to do that for? Why can't we just be left to our own devices and just continue on as we are right now? You know, like, what do you have to return for? Why does a king have to come? I think for many... Um, we recognise that um, the world is really not in a great place. I think that's that's one thing. But there's another thing, and we haven't talked about this, but I'm going to throw it in there, and you can tell me to uh, to be quiet, and we'll, <laughs> we'll talk a bit talk about this in another time. But but many are expecting Christ to come back again, like the Jews, um, at the second coming and establish an earthly kingdom. Yes. And to me, this verse is saying something different. Yeah, very you know, much so. so. The, in the in Revelation, it talks about a thousand years, this millennium period, and and many sort of uh, believe that that's going to happen and be established on earth. That Christ is going to come and he'll become our king on earth. Yeah, and that that interpretation there is there is a uh, I think if you go back on the Faith FM map, you'll uh, hear David Maxwell talk about mm. the millennium, the thousand years, the, the yeah. thousand years. But there is some interpretation of that time of Jesus doing that. Um, before renewing the renewing the world, you know mm. that we that we join with him, and or, or Christ, Christians or Christ followers will join him in the reigning of a thousand years on over earth. on yeah. earth yeah. over over the others, you know. Mm. And so there is that um, understanding as well. But this verse seems to say something very different, where it says, "I'm going to come and get you, yeah, to take you to be where I am, I am. which is uh, in the heavenly places." Oh, the, the study is awesome. You know, like, like the, the study and the understanding of the, you know, even understanding the chronological um, uh, events of what happens. And we'll look at Matthew twenty-four, but Matthew twenty-four needs its own series, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's a big chapter. Matthew twenty-four gives us a um, understanding of what it looks like when Jesus comes, why he has to come, and uh, we get an introduction to. Actually, if we get a Matthew twenty-three, Matthew twenty-three, yep, I can do that. Matthew twenty-three, and it's a verse. It's around the last verses. Um, it's, this is just introducing Matthew 24, literally. <clears throat> it says, O Jerusalem, yeah. Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often would I have gathered your children together as hen gathers brood under her wings, and you were not willing. Wow. See, your house is left to you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Wow. So Jesus says this in the middle of the temple. Mm. He's, the temple being the most important thing to the Jews, and he makes this amazing speech. Could you imagine how the disciples are responding right now? <laughs> They're looking at Jesus with jaws dropped, thinking about all the old prophets. They made all these prophecies about the temple and you know where Jerusalem's going to be. And this is Jesus' declaration. You know, they've, they've got questions in their heads. They're like, mm. oh, what do you mean by that? Like, what, are you, what are you talking Your about? The house is left desolate. And the cool thing about this is, from this scene, when we go to Matthew 24, he's now sitting on the Mount of Olives. And the Mount of Olives is like a kilometer away from the temple. And so he's sitting on the uh, on the hill, looking at the temple now. And I, I don't know, maybe this is David reading into it too much. But for me, I think this is significant because God does this in our lives, right? Mm. He... He takes us into the midst of our lives, and, and you know, usually when we look at things while well, we're in the midst of issues, it seems really huge, yeah. right? And then he takes us and says, let's look at it from my perspective. And you look at it from God's perspective, and it's like, oh, 
you've got this under control. It's like, mm. yes. <laughs> you know, like, there's a bigger, there's I get a bigger it. plan. There's here. a bigger picture here, and I want you to see it. Mm. So Matthew 24 is definitely a bigger picture. But here's a summary of what Jesus says. Uh, one of the big questions that the disciples have is, oh, when do we know that you're coming back again? Mm. When's that time? Right? And one of the signs that we see in 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 to 5, can you read that? It says, uh, but understand this, <coughs> that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than, than lovers of God, having the period, appearance of godliness Oof. but denying its power. Wow. Avoid such people. That uh, that one of uh, having appearance of oh, godliness God. yeah. but denying its power, you know, sometimes I question myself in that, you know, we try to do all the right things, but, but do we really, you know, yeah. embrace the power oh, of God? Oh, you and me both, mm. you and me mm. both. But aren't you encouraged that uh, just by reading this that it's still a far way off? Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and, and it just seems very current, doesn't it? I mean, some of the stuff we were talking about last week and yep. what's happening around the world, we're just, yep. wow, here we are. Here we are in this, in this the, time the, now. The level of lawlessness <clears throat> and, um, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. And so the question I asked before. Not, not so much here in Tasmania, but uh, in places, <laughs> Good but plug. It, Good plug. <laughs> but it does happen here. It does happen here. But this, this is why Jesus needs to return. Mm. You know, this, this thing, we can't continue on like this. It's, uh, we talked about injustice last week. But the king says, I will bring back I will bring back where we should be restored, which is like the Garden of Eden. So mm. um, we'll look at Matthew 24 in our next section. <clears throat> our question today, who is someone other than Jesus who you would consider a great leader and why? We'd love to hear from you. Text us in on 0488-880891. This is Face to Face by Zach Williams. Oh, I'm a traveler Far from home I get lost But I press on Cause there's a mansion And streets of gold Where I belong Yes, there's a day Coming soon Where the old Will be made new And heaven's glory Shines like the morning Before our eyes When we all see Jesus, when we all see Jesus, no more sickness, no more madness, no more
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and uh, today we're finishing our series, The Seven Roles of Christ with David Leo. And uh, we're talking about Christ as mm. King. Now, David, before the break, we read a passage about uh, Jesus um, promising to come back and get us. Yeah. He's preparing a place for us. And we also read another passage about how things are going to look, you know, how people's hearts are going to be, yeah. the behaviour of people uh, during the last times. And you said that we'd also look at a bit from Matthew 24. 24. Yeah. And, and, and just like the opening um, Bible text we said before, they said, he is our king, mm. he will save us. Mm. And I think this is, an, this is an important point that I need to bring up as well. He's not just king at the second coming. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's been king from the beginning, mm. from the very start, before he even created us. Mm. Christ is king, right? We, we seem to have an idea that oh, yep, um, when he comes at that time, or or even <clears throat> you know when these signs happen, oh yeah, well I'll get my act together and we'll we'll get things uh, sorted out at that time. That's but, right. That's right. We need to be making Jesus king now in our lives now yes. so that when he comes we will recognize him as king that's right and and, and that's the thing you know like the, the idea is uh, jesus has always been king the um the struggle is that Jesus, ever since the plan of salvation since adam and eve ate of the fruit since our fall from grace or from from god is he's been trying to convince us that i am still king of your lives and i belong in that throne but we've been struggling with, I can't trust anybody else in that throne. I'm the best person to trust, to be the to be the navigator, the pilot, and the king of my own throne, right? And Jesus has been trying to convince us, actually, I am, right? And the moment that we understand, oh, I need to submit, I need to get off the throne and let let God sit there. Things change, mm. your whole your whole life changes, and so when we know that as King, and so, um, but but one of the greatest things. Uh, recognizing Jesus at his at, at his return, when Jesus comes back again, 
the biggest question, I suppose, even the disciples asked that in Matthew 24. How do we know? They asked two questions, don't they? They said, said, tell us when will these things be and what what will be the the sign of your coming? So here's a, it, when oh, I get to, specifically of your coming and of the end of the age. End of the age. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. End of the age. So there are two questions they're asking there. And so Jesus answers in a double mm-hmm. way. Yeah, but um, we're not going to go through all of Matthew 24. It's a big, big passage. I encourage you to study it. <clears throat> but here's a couple of examples. If you could read uh, five to eight, please, Jason. Yeah, it says, for many in my name, uh, so for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumours of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of birth pains. Mm, Verse 12. Yeah, it says, uh, And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. That's (laughs) certainly what we're seeing at the moment, isn't it? Isn't it it sad, Mm. you know, that the love of many will grow cold. And I agree with you. That is, that is something we're seeing um, over and over. And it's looking back at the, the other verse you read, you know, like uh, kids being disobedient to their parents to the point of not even knowing who their parents are, you know, mm. and parents not even know who their children are. Mm. I mean, that's the worst place to, for love to grow cold is within its own family, right? Mm. Mm. And uh, verse 23 to 27. Yeah, I just uh, highlighted these because... Um, <laughs> This uh, is what is really going to be the defining factor of, of when we know it is coming, that it's not going to be something that we're going to miss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it says, yeah, then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ or there he is, do not believe it. For false, false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders. That uh, is consistent with Revelation as well, isn't it, where miraculous signs will be I was about to. I'm going to ask a question after this, and you kind of already you kind of already chipping at it already. Uh, So as to lead people astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. So if they say to you, "Look, he is in the wilderness," do not go out. If they say, "Look, he is in the inner rooms," do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man. Okay. Well, that's that, that last thing. That last verse you said. As the lightning comes from the east and the west, mm. so the Son of Man. That, that, that is something no one's going to miss, right? Mm. But you're right. So all these things that we listed about the signs of Jesus coming, mm. I mean, someone like Plato could have claimed that back in his day. You mm. know? Uh, King Henry VIII could have claimed it in his day. You know, and how do we know this is? How do we know this is referring to our time? I mean, could it, couldn't anyone just say, oh, 1930s, you know, 1850s, whatever. They all would have, can all say this thing and say, hey, Jesus is and, coming. And look, I think, you know, uh, over generations, you know, even the apostles thought Jesus was coming, coming back in their time. In their time. Yeah. And so, and, and the reality is, this is the way I look at it, the moment we die, Jesus is coming back. Ah, oh, this is true. <laughs> you know, so he is coming back in our time. Yeah. But nevertheless, I think as time goes on, we see more and more of these signs um, of his coming, you know, and, and the, the way that people are behaving, these passages. Yeah. You know, they really do reflect. Well, you mentioned Revelation before, mm. right? And there are, and then there's the book Miraculous of Daniel. Miraculous signs. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going to look at the minor, uh, well, I'll introduce our series that we're going to come with the next few weeks. But you look at other uh, places in the Bible, you've got to connect the dots to understand, wow, this is this really is our time. Mm. And one of the big things, and I encourage you to look through the Faith FM app for these presentations, 
Um, the prophecies in Daniel give us no wriggle room to know that we are definitely living in the last days. There's no other, there's no other age or no other, um, what's the word? Time period. Time period. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Time period. I'm thinking of the statue in my head. And I'm yeah. like, oh, how do I call that? A, how do I say yeah. that in my, um, in presenting this? And so you've got all these things that you add, um, add up with what Jesus is saying in Matthew 24. And then you can start making some conclusions and thinking, wow, we really are out of time. You know, you know, it's funny. My dad was saying this the other day. He was saying, you know, I remember when I used to listen to some preachers and tell us how evil the, the, um, the movies are and the, you know, the theaters. So, oh, yeah, and then it was the TV. You know how the TV's bad in your uh, thing? Be careful. Yes. Now I'm looking at my grandkids and they've got this device in their hand where they could just watch a movie and do it. I'm like, mm. oh, dad. You know, so, and I'm trying to imagine things from his perspective. You know, I'm like, mm. he goes, wow, you know, I just, I just don't understand anymore. You know, I don't get it. And, and my dad hates these devices. You know, it's like, he's like, man, I wish I could just hammer, hammer them. And saying that, there was a time my dad, got really upset with my brother and me because of watching cartoons after school. He didn't do the chores that he asked us to do. Came home from work and he took the TV outside the backyard. Came with the hammer. Oh. <laughs> we, didn't, <laughs> we didn't have a television for, for some time. So he must have he's, he must have become very graceful in his old age because he hasn't hammered any of the kids' phones. So, <laughs> But um, well, you know, the, the, the way times have changed. But when you look at prophecy and look at the way the Bible's outlined the time and the age, wow, you can see it happening. And when we look at 29, 29 to 31, it tells us how, what, what it looks like when he mm. returns. All right, could you read that, please, Jason? Yeah, it says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, Ooh. and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in the heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with oh. power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, one from one end of heaven to the other. Okay, this is quite the spectacle, isn't it? You know. And the four winds means the directions of the earth. So basically, is that right? Yeah, I, I think of uh, northwest. South, it? East, news yeah. was it? News stands for north, east, west, south. Yep. Yeah, north, east, west, south. So the four winds from all from all over the world. But this is a this is. This is bigger than any production that we've ever seen before. You know, it's a, um, you've, when Jesus returns, nobody is going to miss it. You know, mm. it's a very, um, very counter, oh, I'm going to put myself in a rabbit hole here, but it's very counter to the understanding of a secret rapture where people just suddenly disappear and no one saw Jesus come take them. Mm. Right? This is very different to what. No one's going to miss this event. Nobody's going to miss it when Jesus returns. Mm. And everyone's going to acknowledge, and David Maxwell said this in one of his talks as well, in Philippians 2, it says that every tongue will confess yes. that Jesus is Lord, Lord. or King. King. Mm. At that time, sinners, the elect, the, the devil, and his angels, everyone's going to say, wow. Jesus is indeed the Lord and the King of Kings. You know, mm -hmm. praise the Lord for that. We've got to go to break. Uh, before we do, we'd uh, like to acknowledge Andy from South Australia in, how do you say that word? Strathalbyn. 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 I don't even know how to say that. Hopefully I've said it right. Strathalbyn, South hey, Australia. Thank you for texting us <coughs> in, uh, Andy, and uh, thank you for listening <coughs> to our program on Tassie Encounters. So, um, we've got a book offer. It's called There's More to Jesus. And uh, this book explores the major facets of who Christ is and what he means to us. 
and in turn, we, uh, it uses the lens of Christ to discover, rediscover scriptures. This book explains the Adventist beliefs of biblical scriptures that show us the fullness of Jesus and how Jesus fills theological doctrines with a beauty they were always meant to show. Mm, We're going to give book. you the code great straight book. after the break. We've had another text come in, so we'll read that during the break and uh, we'll share it with you as well straight after. Now, um, do stay tuned because the code will come straight after the break. This is Come Thou Almighty King by Keith and Kristen Getty. Sun 
listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and uh, we're finishing our program today with David Leo. This is our last one in the series, The Seven Roles of Christ, and this is titled Christ is King. David, we promised our book giveaway today, which uh, really delves into the different roles mm-hmm. of Christ. And uh, this book is called There's More to Jesus, and it's our last time to give this away if you haven't claimed it yet in our series we've been uh, offering this book for uh, six or seven weeks now yeah um, but this is the last time so today's the last time to grab it the code for today is christ and the number one c-h-r-i-s-t number one no spaces text that into zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one during the break, David, we got this message, or it was just before the break, uh, but we've read it during the message. Uh, Christina um, has, or Christine, should I say, has texted in to say it's great to hear us on radio again. Mm. And the answer to our today's question is that she has a pastor who is a great leader. Awesome. She says he is humble and fair man, but strong in faith in God and biblical teaching, which is not compromised. She also says thanks for another great show. And she's asking about that book that you referred to that you gave your daughter and yes. she'd like to get a copy. So uh, can you just share that with Christine and all of our other listeners in case they want to get it? Happy to share that, Christine. Um, the, the, the book is called Teen Talk, Become a Teen with Passion and Purpose, and the author's name is Sharon Witt. And uh, <clears throat> well, it's fascinating because she was one of the talkers at Chosen. Um, I actually bought one of her books, which was uh, team talk with guys and I actually bought that when my son was around 11 so I used that book as a way to guide our discussions son things are about to change yeah. <laughs> you know? so, and it was really good it was a really helpful book so it's called team talk uh, I become a team with passion and purpose the the author is Sharon Witt Thank, thanks for asking it and it really is um, really is a good guide it's written that teenagers will understand it so she's been able to communicate in that particular language mm. so <clears throat> talking about Christ as king, um, one of the points I wanted to make was Christ has always been king. It's a decision that we need to make whether we are willing to make him our king. And that is always, a, that's where the rubber meets the road for every, anybody. You know, when it comes to, um, we talk about parenting, when it comes to kids, then there comes a time, you know, my I've got a 15-year-old now and uh, my 12-year-old is going to be 13 very soon. They are now discovering, hey, I can be the I can be the king of my throne, mm. and so we we're starting to butt heads, and that's it's always difficult for them to, you know, agree with mum and dad on, it, on what to do. There, it's a hard transition, isn't it? Because we want them to grow into their own adulthood and become independent and all of that. Yeah, but at the same time, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, be having some be having some pretty big discussions with my my oldest at the moment regarding those things, and uh, you know, then then you go to work. And for some, you know, for some reason, um, we're happy to to submit ourselves at work because there's a good incentive there, isn't there? Yeah, you know? <laughs> there's a reward. Yeah, I mean, a paycheck. <laughs> correct. I mean, and, I, and I'm making a joke here because I did do a series on family, mm. but going home and submitting to what your husband or your wife says, <laughs> there can be a whole different story. You know, like things things can get really, um, really hectic at, at, at those places. But any. If you, even if you go to an event and there's lots of people there and somebody goes to tell you what to do, if you don't see a vest or a shirt that has some type of staff written on it, you don't want to listen to them. Yeah, you know, true. Like, what, mm. what, what do you got to? You know, what do you got to 
have that authority over me. They're going to be wearing the official colours. Yeah, yeah. so even with that, even with all that being said, we talked about this last week, Christ as judge, the injustice around the world. There's some people that just don't care. Yeah. You know, whether you have a police uniform on, whether you have the bus drop. Do you remember the days we used to, a bus driver was seen as a, mm. man, I, I still see them that way, you know? And, and of course, uh, we were talking last week about uh, kids getting on buses. Yeah. Not paying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my, my, that's funny you say that. My son was just telling me he was on a bus yesterday and he didn't have his card. And so he said to the bus driver, oh, I don't have to pay cash. And the bus driver said to him, that's fine. Didn't have he to didn't even worry. He was yeah. like, whoa. So he, he didn't do it. And then to, to top it all off, Uriah said, Dad, I was the only kid that got off the bus and said, thank you. Thank you, bus driver. Because, mm. you know, I've said to him, that's what you do. You know, like they, they, they're, they're people that need respect, you know, mm. like for, for what they do. But this understanding of having ki- um, Jesus as king all the time is we wake up in the morning, Jesus is king. Yeah. Mm. Jesus at the moment is telling David, go for a walk. Mm. David, eat properly. David, you need to get your health together because this, this is getting bad. David, um, read this book. <laughs> you know, David, pray for this person. Go visit. And, you know, most of those things that God's telling me to do, I would be whinging and having a, you know, oh, you know, I haven't got time for that. I need to go and uh, lay down on the grass and look at the sky. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, we always find things to do that's more convenient for ourselves. And Christ as king is saying, hey, I know you want time. Yeah, I know there's things that you want to do for yourself, but you are a servant to me and you're going to be a blessing to others. Mm. And so the, the moment that we said, I do to Jesus, Jesus said, well, here we go. And the thing is, what we don't understand is when those things are done, man, how the, the blessings that come afterwards, they, they are huge. They multiply, right? They, they're like, um, you do one thing and the blessings come back in, in 30. Mm. It's like, oh, whereas if you hadn't made that decision, well, then nothing happens. You know what I mean, Jason? Like, mm. if you just stayed where you were, they you know, like, they, and I love it when my kids, when when they argue with me, say, Dad, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. And I push them, you know, push them, push them. And they come back, that was amazing, Dad. I mm. love doing that. Let's do that again. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know, they, and this is what we're like with Jesus, you know? Yeah. Jesus is just trying to, I want you to experience. Yeah. What, what I meant when I said you'll live life abundantly. Yeah. You know, this is what I want you to experience. And like, oh. I think in Psalms, I think it's in Psalms, he says he'll give us the desires of our heart. Amen. And, and sometimes we think we've got desires of our heart that, you know, aren't necessarily in alignment with God's desires, but uh, he knows what's good for us. Oh, yes. Mm. It's Psalms 37 verse 4. It says this, delight yourself in the Lord mm. and he will give you the desires mm. of your heart. You know, that's, like, it. that's that submission to... God knows what's best for me. Mm. I'm going to do this. Mm. But let's look at this. There's this text that I read that I, I think is powerful. Which one? We've got three here, and we haven't got time for three. So which one? <laughs> Titus. We've got a Titus. Titus one. Yeah. <clears throat> but here's, so here's the thing. We talked about uh, what it looks like when Jesus returns, mm. right? I want our listeners just to imagine that's what Jesus is doing right now in our lives. Like yeah. when you're able to visualize that, that's how powerful and how big jesus is then you'll start understanding wow he is deserving of worship and submission and everything so when we talk about these things so yeah titus verse 2 11 to 14 yeah it says for the grace of god has appeared bringing salvation for all people 
training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, Amen. the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. What a, what a beautiful text. Mm. What a beautiful passage. And as normal, Paul goes on for, you know, five sentences yeah. in one. In one. Yeah. It's a long sentence. And it's great. You know, I mean, we start off with Isaiah 33 verse 22 saying that he is our king, he will save us. Now, immediately, mm. when I think of king, I think of like the English, the kings in Europe. That's where my mind often goes. And I think about these people being captive in another nation, right? And this other king who these people belong to, they're all saying, this king is going to come and save us, mm. right? And then this says here, it's the grace of God, mm. right? It's the grace of God that brings salvation, and it says it trains us. Yeah, to, this is now. This is, this, now. This is now. It's training us to renounce ourselves, yeah. take ourselves off the throne, put Jesus on the throne, mm. and then we wait for the blessed hope. Mm. We do that now, and then when we see it in the future, and, and like and, I said, and, visualize it now. When he comes, we're like, hey, here is our king. Yeah. Our king's here. And that is what we have to do now to be ready for them. Amen. Mm. Amen. And if we do that now, we can be sure that we're ready. For sure. Mm. And like you said before, you know, once we we die and go to sleep, well, next thing we see is our king. Mm. So here's this. I encourage everyone, like Jason said, make him your king now. Yeah. Well, next week, we've already mentioned, we're going to be looking at some minor prophets, Obadiah. Well, not all next week, but uh, we're going to start on a series. Obadiah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, and uh, Haggai. Or Haggai, how do you say it? I say Haggai. Haggai, there we go. Um, And, of course, uh, tomorrow we've got David Maxwell joining us, and um, he'll be talking with David Lee, I think, again tomorrow. uh, Talking on the teachings of Jesus. I'm not sure which one he's got for us tomorrow. But uh, he'll be with us. So do tune back in tomorrow at 9 a.m. Remember, our code for today is Christ number one. Text it into 0488 As we go out, we just uh, hope you encounter Jesus more today. Amen. This is Ellie Holcomb with We've Got This Hope. And we do, David. Amen. We sure Amen. do. Amen. Talk to you next week. We've got this hope. We've got a We've got the power of the resurrection living within. We've got this hope. We've got a promise that we are held up and protected in the palm of his hand. And even when our hearts are breaking, So